20 years, it's been an annual tradition that Charlie and Jimmy Bender and whoever they drag along with them into and hopefully out of the Grand Canyon, they join me before they go down, and then after they come out, they join me to recap it. Well, today is part two. Today is recap days, as we are joined this morning by Charlie and Jimmy Bender and the two folks they brought down with them for their backpack into the Grand Canyon. Charlie, question number one now that you're out, uh, did, did you took four people down. Did you get four people out? Yes, we did. Success again. Well, congratulations. And how I'm not worried about you, even at your advanced age, but how's everybody feeling today? Feeling good. <laughs> That's it? Just good? I mean, for me, stuff still hurt like a week later. <laughs> well, yeah. we're feeling great. Everybody's feeling great. in good shape today. That's good. So you guys got out yesterday. Did you get out on schedule? You said like noon Arizona time. Actually, uh, we were one minute late, Wayne. Uh, we got out uh, just a little bit after noon. And I promised we'd be there. Well, actually, I was pretty close. Uh, I said noonish, and we did it. <laughs> did you have the uh, <clears throat> cooling beverage waiting for you when you got back? Uh, yes, we did. Some fine uh, uh, IPAs at the top of the rim. Uh, let me remind you one thing. When we went out with you, it was a mere four and a half miles. Yesterday, we hiked out 8.2 miles. So there, how, how do you... What do you think of that? You say in the last day, day five of our hike 20 years ago this week was 4.2 miles. Is that uh, as the crow flies? Is that horizontally? Or is that 4.2 miles vertically? It's kind of what it felt like vertically. <laughs> yeah, well, it's that too, but it's, basically it's as the raven walks. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, the, the Heckle and Jekyll, the ravens who follow. Did you have, did, did Heckle and Jekyll hook up with you this time, this year? Not at all. As a matter of fact, we saw very few ravens uh, uh, on the whole hike. We did see a lot of buzzards, though, you know, so we had to look alive every now and then. Any four-legged critters on the trip? Uh, remember uh, back at uh, years and years and years ago at Grapevine Creek, there was a skull of a ram you know, a, a big horn sheep, a ram. Well, we did that one better. Jesse will tell you about it. So we found an interesting uh, animal. This is Jesse Megson, by the way. He was the rookie who came along, the marine rookie. Go ahead, Jesse. Yes. Uh, so uh, when we got to uh, Salt Creek, we took a walk up to the Red Rock, and uh, right up there you got a stream of water coming off to the side of the red rock and we heard something crackle and the rocks come down we're like, me and charlie are walking up there and we're like what is that we look to our right and it's a ram full-grown ram sitting on top of the cliff and i run up this like creek bed to get a better video of it and it was pretty neat seeing him walk across it's amazing what they can walk across they can walk across probably a six inches of rock you know 800 feet high and like nothing so this guy had the horns and everything right he did. Oh, sir, he still had them. They weren't yeah. at Grapevine Creek yet. <laughs> well, and Charlie mentioned Grapevine Creek, where we were 20 years ago. I guess now it's last week. My favorite story from Grapevine Creek was when Dawn Drum uh, went up Canyon a little bit to uh, do what we all have to do on a periodic basis. Uh, she's getting ready to go, and she looks down by her left foot, and there's a coiled rattlesnake by her foot. 
And I did an interview with all you guys 20 years ago on that trip. And I said, well, Dawn, uh, for some people, that might help expedite the process. And she says, not me. Everything's squeezed. So she got the heck out of there and did her business elsewhere and left the rattlesnake alone. So did you find any rattlesnakes or any other varmints on this hike? There were no uh, no rattlesnakes this time, but we did see two whip snakes. Very interesting. Are they venomous? Not at all, no. But they're probably about three or four feet long and very, very thin and extremely fast. And one of them came down while we were sitting next to uh, Salt Creek, came down almost between our legs, and he dipped his head in the moisture, and we, we watched him drink. Uh-oh, I hear clicks. Are you guys still there? Yeah. Okay, I thought maybe we lost the line there. Hey, uh, have any of you guys shaved in the last week? It's the first thing I did when I came out of the canyon, but no, not in the canyon. Yeah, just a a note that I learned when I was there, that when you're there, you're not bringing shaving stuff down there. So you just let it grow out. And by the time you get to the rim, when you're done, like these guys did yesterday, uh, you're you're grizzly atoms, simple as that. I let mine go for a few weeks after that and eventually uh, got rid of it. Although now I have one, too, even though I didn't do any hiking. All right, so we had you guys on Friday before you headed down off the south rim. You gave the plan on what you wanted to do. Sometimes the plan doesn't quite work out the way you had planned it. So what curves did the Grand Canyon throw you guys in this backpack? Actually, everything went just according to Hoyle. We, we followed our plan pretty much to the T. The only thing is that at uh, Granite Rapids, we found that that is always used by a lot of boaters. So they take up all the space down there. Fortunately, we got there early enough so that we could claim a spot. And we decided that if we ever do that again, we'll camp at Monument Creek and just walk down to the river rather than try to camp at the river because you have to compete with the rafters down there. There's a lot of talk about how low the level of Lake Mead is, and this eventually goes into Lake Mead. Did the Colorado River look about the same as it always does, or could you tell they're in severe drought conditions out there? No, the Colorado River flowed just about the way it usually does. Uh, The flow of the river depends on how much electricity Las Vegas needs. And you brought along a gourmet cook, uh, Tim Wentworth, who's done this before. Tim, uh, did, what was your favorite meal that you provided for the guys on this hike? Actually, Tim had to leave. Yes, he flew out. He should be home by now. He flew out at 6 o'clock this morning. All right, maybe he's listening from Lebanon right now. All right, so give me your version of what his uh, signature Grand Canyon meal was. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. Chicken. What was the chicken? He, oh, I don't know. Chicken tortellini or something like that. No, it was everything was good. We ate like kings down there. When Tim goes, you eat like a king. No barnyard stew. That's right. Barnyard stew, when we did it 20 years ago, was basically uh, whatever you got left in your packs, it all goes into a pot and you stir it up. And actually, it was pretty good on the, the evening before you hike out, evening of the last day. Tell me about the weather. I know that a couple of years ago you went down there and you got some unexpected rain. Did things stay dry on this backpack? It stayed dry. Oh, boy. 
Uh, first day we got down to Indian Gardens. They have a thermometer hanging there. It's in, it is facing the sun, so that uh, has an effect on it. But it was 122 degrees in the sun. But it wasn't a dry heat? <laughs> Just like opening an oven door, boy. <laughs> Do you ever sit back and rank? Because you've done this, I don't know, 30 or so times, where you take like five days, and one time I know you left from the south rim, went across the river, and went up out on the north rim. <laughs> in fact, we haven't told this story in a couple of years. Uh, how did you uh, eventually get to the north rim that year? Uh, I'm referring to uh, walking backwards. <laughs> I don't well, I don't maybe, recall the story. Wayne. I thought you were so sore you couldn't walk forwards, and you had oh, to you had to walk backwards. Happened. Yeah, that happened. It wasn't on the trail. It was the next day or the next two days, I should say. Uh, especially uphill, <coughs> couldn't walk uphill any 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 grade at all. Forwards had to turn around and back up. <laughs> Did a lot of sitting for a couple of days. Explain why early May is an ideal time to do what you've just done and what I did with you 20 years ago. Usually the weather is good. It's not too hot yet, usually. And uh, there's also, uh, you can plan on water. Uh, Snow melt has a lot to do with the water in the creeks and the springs down the Grand Canyon, and, and that's available to you. If- I'd like to bring Jesse back again. Jesse, you were the first timer on this, and obviously you've done some grueling things in your time with the USMC, the Marines. But were there some times in these five days that you found to be pretty challenging? Well, uh, I would say uh, the last day was all uphill, or mostly a lot, a lot of uphill, and there were some definitely steep parts um, that were uh, required a bit of breaks. So, yeah, I would, I would say that was challenging, but for the most part, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. Um, just uh, pace yourself, and you'll be good, really. And as the first timer, I'd also like you to give a paint me a little mental picture here of what it was like once you got away from the riffraff. Because you left from the village and the Bright Angel Trail. There's a lot of people around there. But once you get down around the Tonto Plateau, halfway down or so, you've pretty much got that canyon yourself. And I found that to be really special. Were there moments when you were like by yourself or at least uh, you know, a chance to appreciate the, the grandeur of the Grand Canyon? Oh, yes, absolutely. I just remember times walking across and... Being open, you know, just nobody there, just like a like another heaven, you know, just really, really beautiful. Um, no one, there was there were times where there was absolutely no one. We didn't see anyone for twenty four hours. twenty four hours or more, um, and it was it was really nice. And what were nights like? Because basically, you pretty much shut down when the sun goes down, and you get up when the sun comes up. But I found that nights were incredible there. They they are. Um, the first couple of nights I thought were real windy, which was nice because it was pretty hot. I'd say the first two nights were pretty hot, but it got real windy, so it was nice to cool you down. Uh, and the wildlife's just out, and the stars are just right out there with the moon. It's like, a, it's like another floodlight, you know. You don't even need a flashlight at night. And the second night we had bats about six inches above our heads going at the mosquitoes at Salt Creek, like literally right above our heads, missing us. I was like, whoa. Wow, mosquitoes. I don't recall that being a problem when I went 20 or so years ago. And, uh, Jimmy, give me a little weather when it comes to the wind. 
because on one hand, we've had a lot of wind around here. But the Grand Canyon kind of creates wind. But it sounds to me that this might have been a windier week than you generally have when you do this hike? Uh, yes, it definitely was. Usually you get cumulus clouds uh, late in the morning, and that it changes uh, uh, the sun hitting the sides of the rock. So you, you get a lot of gusting winds back and forth. And the, the creeks tend to breathe, literally breathe. You'll be uh, in the creek getting ready for supper, and the wind will come howling down canyon, uh, down creek. And then it gets calm, and then about five, ten minutes later, it comes roaring back up. But we had extremely gusty winds at any time during this, this particular hike. And hold on to your hat, your hat winds. Even though we had them tied on, you still had to hold on to them. Right, and and with the 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 heat and the sun, you got to wear a hat. So that's why you got to hang on to it. I remember that too. That exactly what Jimmy just said. That you'd be hiking in the canyon. This could be at night when you're sleeping too, and the wind goes gusting up the canyon, and then like two minutes later, it comes gusting down the canyon. It's like the wind bounced off the canyon wall and came back down. It was really bizarre. So Jesse, uh, you did it once. After this experience you had with these guys, spending five days backpacking the Grand Canyon, is there a part of you that says, all right, when are we doing it next year? Sign me up. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I would I would definitely do it again. Uh, this is something I could definitely get used to. And, uh, Charlie, you're in your 70s now. In fact, you're not too far away from my age. I'm just wondering, how much longer can you keep doing this? I'm wondering the same thing, Wayne. <laughs> That that walkout was pretty pretty rough uh, yesterday. <laughs> I like it when you admit that because, as you know, I struggled, especially the first day. I didn't expect downhill to be as difficult as it was. It just killed the thighs and the calves, which I hadn't done the proper conditioning for. I realize that now. I mean, I didn't realize that I needed to do it, but I did. And there was a time when I was really hurting. But I got a feeling, especially that first night, you guys were hurting too, but you just let me whine about it. And you kept your mouth shut, even though you were hurting as well. <laughs> oh, rats, he caught on to us. <laughs> it took me 20 years. <laughs> All right, so what's the itinerary now? You're driving back from Arizona to Connecticut? Yes, in a, in a roundabout way. We're going to visit some uh, relatives in Texas and uh, maybe see a few sites here and there. What are one or two of the sites you're going to see on that drive back? Because I've I've done the cross-country drive like four or five times, and there's no better way to see this country than on the ground. You know, you fly from here to California, nah, it doesn't count. So give me a couple of your primary stops, aside from relatives, that you are looking forward to seeing from a sightseeing standpoint on this return. Uh, well, we, we've, except for Jesse, all of us have been to Meteor Crater. <laughs> Charlie and I, that was we've been there like 25 years ago. So we figured uh, we'll make a stop there because that is extremely interesting. And uh, usually the state parks that we see on our, you know, we try to do different ones. Uh, just rather than, you know, a KLA Cape campground, which has all the facilities, but you have your little... Uh, uh, 20 by 40 square uh, space for your camper and a, and a picnic table. And uh, we, we try to stay out so that we're, we're out more in the wilderness, if you will. Uh, wilderness is what the last five days have been all about. As the foursome, 
left the rim on Friday, and they got back yesterday, and they got back safe and sound. Always fun to hear about it. It means a lot to me because I've done what they have done. And Charlie Bender, Jimmy Bender, Jesse Megson, and Tim Wentworth is already back here, I guess. But uh, thanks for joining me today, and uh, thanks for the recap of your backpacking of the Grand Canyon. Okay, bye, Wayne.